Hello everyone and welcome to our first episode of season one of our podcast, Becoming a Happy Teacher. I am your happy teacher, Venice Irving, and it is a wonderful feeling for me to be here today to talk to you guys about mental health and well-being among teachers and even among our students. I will be recording this version for our podcast series, but there will be some series that will be video recorded and put on our YouTube channel. So please subscribe to our podcast series and feel free to donate to our campaign on PayPal. Our PayPal account is hellohappyteachers at gmail.com. All right, so let us get into our first episode. Today, we're going to look at self-care and what it means to take care of yourself. So, self-care for teachers. Teachers have long been stigmatized by, you know, long hours, uh, low pay, um, always abiding by the rules, always making sure that we are role models for students, yet we've never really been encouraged to take care of ourselves. We are always encouraged to take care of others. We need to take care of the students, take care of the parents, take care of our families and our friends. But when it comes to ourselves, we kind of drop the ball. So I want to take a step back and look at what it means to take care of ourselves, what the definition of self-care is, and then how we can go about putting those steps into action. So according to Reading 2017, self-care is an activity that restores, sustains, and improves health. In addition, Newell and McNeil 2016 explains that self-care strategies are used to maintain our personal, emotional, and spiritual needs while attending to the needs of others. Ariana Huffington of the Huffington Post said, the only predictable thing for us all is that unpredictability is all around us. And therefore we need strategies on how to cope as teachers with this unpredictability. So since 2020, we have been thrown in the midst of an unpredictable environment that is COVID-19. No one knew last year, March, that we will still be under the rules, under the woes of a pandemic. But one year in, we are still holding on. And that's the unpredictable nature of the world that we live in. There are times when things go as planned and there are times when nature throws its arms up and say well nothing is as it should be and we all got to work and see how we can put things together the best way we know how and that's what happened to us in 2020. So with this unpredictable nature we now have to know how to be balanced within our working environment within our own families 
and for our lifestyles. We all have to know how to achieve a state of balance and supporting our family along the way. So when I feel like I take care of myself, I feel balanced and supported. I have opportunities to learn and advance in my career. I have freedom to use my creativity and to help my students succeed. I am fairly compensated and I have a network, a network of support to help me overcome my challenges. That network is made up of teachers, parents, principals, administrators, and of course, my family. Self-care sometimes looks like protecting my energy against people who threaten my sanity, turning my phone off, simply sleeping at night, minding my own business, making tough decisions because they are healthy for me, creating space for things that bring me joy, spending less time with draining people, saying yes to things despite my anxiety, experiencing things alone instead of waiting for the right people to join me. This is what self-care means to me. There are seven pillars of self-care that I will quickly look at now. Throughout the rest of the year, we will look at each pillar and see how we can use each pillar to support our lives throughout our teaching career. The first pillar is knowledge and health literacy. The second pillar is mental well-being, self-awareness and agency. The third is physical activity. The fourth is healthy eating. The fifth is risk avoidance. The sixth is good hygiene. The seventh is rational use of products and services. These seven pillars underpin self-care. These pillars are not independent of each other, but they work together to result in physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, psychological, social, environmental, and professional well-being. So it is important that we practice self-care so that we do not experience burnout. Now burnout is described as a medical crisis affecting workplaces before the pandemic. The truth is, we are living our lives in a breathless, frantic way where we felt we couldn't but disconnect our lives from the world around us or we would be left behind. And the truth is, many of us are suffering from fear of missing out. That is fundamentally at the heart of this self-care movement. Now, when from 2009 describes well-being 
as becoming increasingly significant since the 1980s and now has moved to focus on economic, physical health, women's health, and children's well-being to an emerging focus on individual lives responsible for or individualized responsibility for well-being. Yes, it is true. We are all responsible for our own mental health and well-being. So it is incumbent on us when we find that we are slipping or we are struggling to keep things together. We should reach out for professional help or even to a close friend or family explain what's going on it's very good for us to reach out to persons who we can speak to who can lend a listening ear and who can give us advice as to the way forward also don't forget the power of prayer praying can alleviate a lot of stress it can strengthen our relationship with our Savior and it can also help to point the way forward. So, an activity that I want you to do today is I want you to describe yourself using one word. Any word. What is that word that describes you? What is that word that tells who you are? Think about it for one minute. Now think of words that describe you authentically. Who are you at your true core? What is your authentic self? So use the words to describe who you are authentically. And now I invite you to use words to describe the things that you do habitually. So meet your habit self. What do you do habitually? How do you act habitually? What do you say habitually? Think of words that can describe your actions habitually. Write all these words on a paper. Focus on these words. Are these authentic words that describe who you are? Or are these words that you were told that you are? Is this truly how you feel about yourself? Out of all the words you have written, choose one word that you feel in your heart of hearts truly describes your authentic self. And that word will be the word of the year. So if your word is amazing, that would mean that you will have an amazing year 
because you are amazing. If your word is confident, that would mean that you would have a confidence here because you are confident. This simple exercise can help you to believe in yourself, to look deep down in your heart, mind, and soul, and to bring out those treasures that were hidden, to unearth the gems that were hidden. So use that word for the year, or it may be a phrase that you want to use for the year. And keep that close to mind as you move forward for this year. Remember, you can choose who you want to be. If there is a word that describes you that you are not happy about, maybe you want to change that word, then guess what? That's what this podcast is all about. Changing yourself so that you can become a better you both now and for the future. So embrace who you are now, but look forward to what you can become for the future. And with a smile on your face, I leave you today This has been your first episode in Becoming a Happy Teacher. I hope you enjoyed your session with me. And I want to leave you with the book for our book club of the month. And the book is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. This book will conquer your hidden fear and take life to the next level. You can find the book on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. So thank you for joining me, your happy teacher, Venice Irving. And thank you for donating at our PayPal account, hellohappyteachers at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed our first episode and we invite you to come back next week in time, same place for a second episode in this podcast becoming a happy teacher. See you next time. Thank you.